When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. On the docket today, we have the McDonald's long-term dividend snowball story. I'll be taking a look at the long-term results of consistently investing in shares of McDonald's stock and analyzing what impact dividend distributions and reinvestment of dividends would have played on the final results. McDonald's was a suggested stock on my recent post by Kevin, who wrote, MCD, I keep hearing that they're a great stock, but they have negative equity. I'm especially curious since I bought 300 shares about 12 years ago. Kevin, following the long-term dividend snowball journey, I'll trim the time frame to the last 12 years, so we can take a closer look at how your investment has played out. I'll also address your concerns about the negative equity. Okay, let's jump right in. I pulled the price and dividend data from January 1985 through April 2022, and I will test how investing $100 each month into McDonald's stock played out over the past 37 years. In January of 1985, McDonald's share price was $3.17, adjusted for stock splits. Today the share price is about $250, which is about a 79 times multiple. And that may sound like a lot, but the annualized price growth is 12.38%, which is a little better than average. But a little better than average is actually a pretty great long-term result. The average investor underperforms the broad market. And if you can achieve average or long-term results, you're already better than the average investor. And if you can do a little better than average, you're probably in the top quantile of investors. My investing timeline here spans over 448 months. So if we invested $100 each month, our total investment would have been $44,800. Without reinvesting dividends, in April of 2022, we would have 2,442.45 shares of McDonald's. These shares would have a market value of $611,858.15 at the current price of the stock. Not bad at all, that's 13.65 times the amount we would have invested into the stock. The market value of this investing journey would have peaked at a little over $650,000 in December of 2021. In January of 1985, McDonald's paid a split-adjusted dividend of about 1.1 cent per share. Today, the company pays a quarterly dividend of $1.38 per share. This change equates to a 13.69% annualized dividend growth rate over the last 37 years. That is a very strong dividend growth rate over an almost four-decade span of time. The dividend growth history wasn't evenly balanced out, though. There were periods of above-average growth and periods of more modest growth. The early 2000s were the exceptional period of dividend growth. More recently, the company has grown its dividend at sub-10% levels, with the exception of 2019, when the dividend was bumped almost 13% year-over-year. It's perfectly natural for dividend growth rates to cool off in the later stages of a company's lifespan. Going back to my dividend snowball. Since 1985, without dividend reinvestment, McDonald's would have paid us almost $131,000 in dividend payments. That's a decent chunk of money to receive on top of the 13.65 multiple of our invested capital. Now had we opted to reinvest the dividend payments along the way, and purchase more shares of McDonald's, today we would have an additional 1,938.65 shares, with a market value of $485,651.21. This would bring our total market value to $1,097,509.36 and make us millionaires. Turning $44,800 into a million dollars is pretty impressive. What's more impressive is this could have been achieved with a very simple investing strategy that can run on autopilot today. It would have taken 37 years, but there are a few other places than the stock market that can offer such impressive long-term compounded growth. Dividend reinvestment in this example would have given us 79% more capital than not reinvesting dividends, and it would have been a direct driver of 44% of our total market value. 
Naturally, as we reinvested dividends to purchase new shares of the stock along this 37-year journey, we would have also received more dividend income along the way. If you recall, without dividend reinvestment, McDonald's would have paid us almost $131,000 in dividends. With dividend reinvestment, we would have received almost $198,000 in dividends. That's nearly $67,000 more dividend income, or 51% more. In fact, 33.84% of the total dividends received are a direct result of dividend reinvestment. Reinvesting dividends is always a no-brainer decision. It turns on the dividend snowball and plays a tremendous role on the final results over long periods of time. Had you started investing in McDonald's later than 1985, the final outcome would certainly be different. The company offered great returns in the 90s and between 2003 and 2011. The early 2000s were a rough period for the stock, as it tumbled along with the market in the dot-com bubble. McDonald's did fare the financial crisis much better though. In 2007 it posted a great 36.38% return, versus a return of only 5.14% for the S&P. And in 2008 McDonald's posted a positive 8.55% return, while the S&P lost 36.81%. More recently though, the stock hasn't been able to outpace the S&P since 2018. It has however performed pretty good with a 1-year return of 12.8%, versus 15.46% for the S&P. The 3-year annualized return is rather low, at 11.81%, versus 18.88% for the S&P. But the 5-year annualized return of 16.56% is better than the S&P that returned 15.9%. So McDonald's stock has offered decent short-term returns depending on when you purchase shares. Let's now break down Kevin's investment of 300 shares of the stock about 12 years ago. Now since I don't know exactly when 12 years ago was, I'm going to assume it was exactly 12 years ago, or in May of 2010. At the end of May 2010, shares of McDonald's traded for $66.87, which means Kevin would have needed to invest about $20,000 to purchase 300 shares of the stock. Assuming that he didn't purchase any additional shares since then, the market value of 300 shares today is $75,153. That would give him approximately a 3.75 times multiple of his original investment. I would say that's a pretty good return over 12 years. In addition, these 300 shares of stock would have generated $13,494 in dividend income. That's equivalent to about 67% of his original investment, returned to him in the form of passive dividend income. Also a pretty good result in my book. The share price of McDonald's between May of 2010 and today has grown at an annualized rate of 8.78%, which is decent. The dividend rate has grown at an annualized rate of 3.49%, which is pretty low in comparison to many other dividend stocks. If Kevin reinvested all of his dividends along the way into more shares of McDonald's, he would have about 29% more capital today, and a total market value of about 105000 instead of 75000 He would have also earned about 19% more dividend income, about $16,600 instead of $13,500. Breaking down the return of this investment, without reinvesting dividends, the annualized rate of return is 13.18%. With dividend reinvestment, the rate of return jumps to 14.84%. The difference doesn't look significant, but over a 12-year period of time, it's equivalent to about $17,000 in additional value. Since McDonald's is a dividend-paying stock, we can also evaluate the investment in terms of the dividend income as well. The initial dividend yield in this example is 3.29%, and I would guess Kevin's initial dividend yield should be pretty close to this level. The current dividend yield is 2.2%, mainly due to the share price growing faster than the dividend rate. Kevin's yield on cost should be about 8.25% without dividend reinvestment, and about 11.53% with dividend reinvestment. That's a pretty healthy yield on cost. He should be receiving a passive income stream of 8-11% of his original investment year after year. We could get more technical and bring in the time value of money here and discount these yields on cost, but that would be a little overkill. The S&P returned about 14% during the same 12-year period of time, and paid a much lower dividend rate compared to McDonald's. I think Kevin's investment performed well in relation to the market and provided more dividend income. Were there better stocks he could have invested in? Of course. 
but playing Monday morning quarterback is a foolish way to analyze investing decisions. Hindsight is always 2020, and a fifth grader can tell you what the best stock to buy 12 years ago was. The more important question to ask is where to invest your money today to achieve great returns. Kevin, your McDonald's investment probably performed in line with the S&P and possibly a little better. Now, considering the average investor underperforms the market, you likely perform better than the average investor. In your comment, you raised the issue of McDonald's having negative equity. Let's talk about that for a second. You are absolutely correct. If we look at the return on equity for McDonald's, it has been negative since 2017. How can this be? We just saw in the Snowball example that McDonald's stock has generally gone up and offered similar results to the broad market. So how can a company's stock increase in value while the company is posting negative returns on equity? Well, there's a simple answer to this anomaly. The company has been buying back boatloads of their outstanding shares. If we look at the past decade, we can see the outstanding shares reduced from a little bit over 1 billion to about 743 million shares. That's nearly a quarter of the outstanding shares purchased back by management. Share buyback programs are common practice amongst publicly traded companies. Ideally, you would want to see management buy back shares when stock prices are attractive. And some companies are better at timing their buybacks, while others simply just buy back shares all the time. So when McDonald's purchases their outstanding shares back from the market, they are booked as treasury shares on the balance sheet. Treasury shares are reported as a negative number, and they reduce shareholder equity. Long story short, McDonald's has purchased so many shares back that the treasury stock on their balance sheet has pushed the entire shareholder equity amount into a negative value. This is why we see negative returns on equity, since dividing a return by a negative number will result in a negative value. The benefit of buying back shares is that McDonald's no longer has to pay a dividend on these shares, and they are no longer factored into the earnings per share calculation. These shares can either be retired or held for resale in the open market. If McDonald's would choose to retire the shares, they are gone forever. Obviously, they are not inclined to do that, as the treasury stock figure has been sitting on their balance sheet for a few years now. The company could reissue these shares to raise capital, compensate their employees, or offer a stock dividend to shareholders. Share buybacks are generally good for shareholders. Fewer outstanding shares drives the value of remaining shares higher. However, the key thing to pay attention to is how the buyback program is being funded. Is the company using free cash flow, or are they borrowing capital to repurchase shares? McDonald's has a pretty good stream of free cash flow that has increased over the past decade. Their long-term debt has tripled over this period of time. Based on the long-term cash flow statement comparison, it appears to me that at least some of the share buybacks were financed with long-term debt. While the initial benefit from this activity is positive, this debt will have to be serviced in the future and shareholder value may be impacted. In my opinion, negative equity isn't an immediate cause for concern. There's a perfectly logical explanation for it in McDonald's case. But you should do your own research and form your own opinion on the matter. Perhaps there's more information that can be learned from a recent earnings report on this topic. Kevin, thank you for the suggestion to look at the dividend snowball from McDonald's. I wish you all the best on your investing journey. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.